Good evening. This is Pastor Bill Gay at Solid Rock Bible Church here in Reno, Texas. Glad to have you with us today. Uh, I've got you a little message I'd like to bring to you. Uh, most of you have heard... Uh, I enjoy reading and studying about the end times. And uh, if we will keep up and read and listen to what the Word of God says, we can see that we are awful close to those end times. And uh, I don't think they're... Actually, I don't think they're too far away. But you know, the Bible talks about uh, there will be a great apostasy during the end times. Great apostasy. It's mentioned in Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 3. And listen to what it says. It says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, the day of the Lord, except there comes a falling away first, and the man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, or whom we know as the Antichrist. You know, the King James Version calls it the falling away, while some of the other translations calls it the great rebellion. And actually, that's what apostasy is, is a rebellion, or the falling away from the truth of God's Word and not believing what God says, but believing what the world says and what the world tells you. You know, the end times, like I say, it will include now the rejection of God's Word, His revealing of what is going to happen, what is going to take place. You know, most people say, you know, I just really don't like to get into Revelation. I don't understand Revelation. There is a lot of things in Revelation, I admit, that's kind of hard to understand, but really, Revelation, God's Word pretty well interprets itself. And uh, Revelation just simply means a revealing, or God is telling us, what to look for, what is going to happen, how to prepare, how to be ready, and really how to avoid the tribulation time that's going to take place. A lot of people say, well, you know, I don't know if I believe that. It don't make a difference whether you believe it or not. God said it's going to happen, so it's going to happen. And that's just all there is to it. You have to believe God's Word because God will not lie to you. Matter of fact, the Word says, For God is a God and He cannot lie. Why can't God lie? Because lie is a sin and God cannot sin. So what God tells us is the absolute truth. And uh, it's for our own good. He's given us a warning of what is going to take place what is going to happen, what we must do to prepare for what is going to happen. You know, we know that eventually that it'd be what we will call the rapture of the church. And it could be at any moment. Nothing else has to take place. The only thing that has to happen is Jesus Christ has to come back and call us home. And that's it. Everything else, there's, there's nothing else that has to be done. So we know that, that, uh, that there is going to be a rapture of the church. And uh, the reason that Paul wrote to these Thessalonians was to correct some of the things that they had been told. Some of the things that they were told were nothing but just flat out lies concerning the end times that the believers heard from false prophets. You know, we've had false prophets with us for many, many times. Ever since, even when Christ was walking, there was false prophets. And they are going to continue 
And uh, but among the false teachings was that the day of the Lord had already come. They were telling these Thessalonians, "Hey, the day of the Lord, the rapture—it's already taken place. You missed it." Well, the Christians in Thessalonica said that they were afraid that Jesus had already come. That's what they were talking and taught that Jesus had already come and they had missed the rapture and they were now in the tribulation period. It was starting. The Thessalonians, they were under a lot of persecution. But Paul had already explained to them the rapture and uh, he explained that to him in his very first letter in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Listen to what it says. This is what Paul told them in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 16 through 17. <clears throat> he says, now this is the rapture. He says, For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. When he come back and the sound of that trumpet and that shout, he was commanding. That shout was a command. Rise, come up. And the dead came up out of the grave and met Christ in the air. That's what he's saying. And then, here in verse 17, he said, then we, then we, which are alive and remain, shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we shall ever be with the Lord. We will not precede those that have died. They will come up first. They will be gather unto the Lord. Then we who are still alive, we will also gather unto the Lord in the air and we will be on our way to heaven. And on that way to heaven, guess what? You get a brand new glorified body. You get a body just like Jesus Christ had when he was resurrected. And uh, But Paul now is writing his second letter to assure the Corinthians, excuse me, the Thessalonians that they had heard, what they had heard was false teaching. He wanted, hey, what you heard, they lied to you. The, it has not happened. And, and to, despite the persecution they were enduring, he said, you're not in the tribulations. You're not in the tribulation. And uh, the day of the Lord has not come. He was trying to make that clear to them. And in 2 Thessalonians uh, chapter 2, verse 3, Paul makes it clear that the day of the Lord or the time of the worldwide judgment. The day of the Lord is going to be a worldwide judgment that is going to come up. It's, it's going to say... It will not happen until two things take place. Look at what 2 Thessalonians 2.3 says. That's what we were just talking about. It says, let no man deceive you by any means. Don't sit there and listen to their false prophecy. Look at the Word. Look at what God says and see what God is saying about it. He says, for that day shall not come except there comes a falling away first. The great apostasy is what he's talking about. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition. Okay, there's, there's, there's two things I said is going to have to happen. First, the falling away of the great apostasy must occur. You know, even Isaiah, <coughs> excuse me, even Isaiah 13, 6 says, Howl or cry ye for the day of the Lord is at hand. Now I'll tell you what, 
It is at hand. We are getting closer and closer every day to the end times. And we know that. We can look around and see all the changes that have taken place in just say the last 10 years of the things that have changed, have taken place, and the things that are happening right now where, where people are calling the bad things good and the good things bad. And, they, and the Bible says that is what will happen. And... Uh, but it is at hand, and it shall come as a destruction from the Almighty. Now this has not happened yet, so we are not in the end time yet. We're getting close, but we're not there yet. And the falling away must happen. And then the second thing that had to ha- has to happen is the man of lawlessness, or the Antichrist, must be revealed. He has not been revealed yet. I actually believe, and most people do, that he is here right now. He's here right now. And, and he was also called the son of perdition, also who is known as the Antichrist. Now just simply look at the word Antichrist. Any means against. So he is against the things of Christ, the things of God. He is against any religion that has anything to do with God Almighty. And so once the Antichrist makes himself known, the end times will be appearing to us. They will be coming upon us. The man of lawlessness, according to 2 Thessalonians 2.4, listen to what he says is the one, the, the man of the Antichrist is the one who will oppose and exalt himself over everything that is of God or is, of, or is worshipped. So that he sets himself up in God's temple proclaiming himself to be God. He wants to be worshipped. He wants to just, he wants to have control just like God has control now. That's what he wants. And but we know this has not happened yet. No one since Paul's time has set, the, has set themselves up as God in the Jewish temple. And I think it's getting real close. You know, the Jewish people want peace so bad. That we, and there, there is constant threat of war all the time. This Antichrist that comes on the scene, he is going to have the answer to their problems. He's going to promise them peace. He's going to promise them that peace that they want so bad and they're going to do it. And there will be peace for about three and a half years. But after that three and a half years, Antichrist breaks his promise and then all hell breaks loose. And that is when the tribulation, the true, the big tribulation is going to start. And... uh, we know that two th- about 2,000 years have passed since this epistle was written, and the day of the Lord has not come yet. But I, you know, like I said, it is getting closer and closer. Paul assures us that the day of the Lord will not come until the falling away comes first. Okay, let's look at falling away. Falling away is referring to a great defection from the true God. People will start leaving the church, start not listening to God, they will not believe what the Bible says, and they will fall from their Christian faith, and they will fall away from the church. This is the great apostasy. Every age now we know has its defectors. 
Even right now, as we look around, we see some of the churches starting to dwindle down. I hate to say that, but it's true. People are beginning to walk in the world. Many Christians, called Christians, have left the church and gone back into the world. They have been lied to. They've been deceived. You know, and they say, I want to go back into the world. I want to go back into the world. I thought when I became a Christian, all my problems would be over with. No. When you become a Christian, many of your problems are just starting because that's when Satan hits you the hardest to try to, to, to detour you from being a Christian. He wants, to, he wants to make you so angry and so mad at God, the things that he does. You'll say to yourself, why did I ever become a Christian? I wasn't going through all this when I was out in the world. No, you wasn't. Because you were doing Satan's work out in the world. Now you're doing God's work and Satan don't like it. So he's coming against you with all kinds of stuff trying to make you leave the church. And he's been successful in a lot of the ways that he's done it. And... Uh, Every age, like I said, it has its defectors. There's people that, that fall away from the, from the you know, church. But when the big, the great apostasy comes, the whole earth will be in rebellion against God and His Christ. It won't be just a little bit here, a little bit there. It'll be an all-out defection. Every coup or takeover requires a leader. Somebody has to lead it. And in this great apostasy will step out the Antichrist. He will be the leader. He will be the one taking over all things on earth. He will be our government. He will be in charge. You know, many believe that this will take place just right after the church has been raptured from the earth. Pre-trib believers believe that uh, the church will not go through the tribulation. I don't think the church is going to go through the tribulation. Even God himself, it says, I have not appointed you unto wrath. He said, I will deliver you from that time of tribulation, from that time of wrath. You know, and I couldn't understand it anyway. Why would God want his people, his faithful people that have served him, walked with him, and, and, and honored him, worshipped him, loved him, or been obedient to him, why would he want them to go through all that? I don't believe he does. And I don't think we will. I really don't. And many, many other pastors don't believe that the church will go through the rapture. I mean through, through the tribulation. But we will be taken out in the rapture and we won't be here. When the tribulation is going on, we will be in heaven with Jesus Christ for all eternity. You know, uh, Jesus warned his disciples. He warned them concerning the final days. He warned us, look at Matthew chapter 24, verses 10 through 12, and see what, and see what, what Jesus is saying. <clears throat> he says, And then many shall be offended and shall betray one another. We're going to be offended with each other. We're going to betray each other and shall hate one another. We're actually even 
the Christian is even going to begin to hate the other Christians for the things that they, they, they do. You know, and many false prophets shall rise up and shall deceive many people. That is what a false prophet does, is deceive the people to get them to turn away from God. He lies to them. He makes them believe things that God never said. That's why we need to get into our Bible, read our Bible, study our Bible, and know what God says. So when somebody comes against us or to us and tries to tell us something, right away an alarm goes off. Well, that's not what the Bible says. When that alarm goes off, just walk away, have nothing else to do with that person, and don't listen to them. It says, And because iniquity or wickedness shall abound, and the love of many shall grow cold. It's going to get more wicked and more wicked and more wicked as time goes on. And it shall abound, and the love of many shall grow cold. Our, our love for each other, for Christ, is going to kind of get cold. going to fade out. And that's what we're being warned about. When this stuff happens, we are so close to the end times. We are in the end times when this starts happening. We are right on the verge. And you know, as like I said a while ago, as we look around, we're seeing more and more things happening today. They're trying to take God out of everything. Look at how they celebrate and holler and hoop over being able to abort a baby right up to birth. You know, these people are going to stand before God. They're going to have to explain that. They can't. That is murder. And God knows exactly what's happening, but I want to tell you one thing, that all those little babies that have been aborted, they are with Jesus Christ right now. He has them. He ain't lost them. Jesus has them. These, all these things that will take place in the great apostasy at the end times. These are the things that's going to take place. These are the things that are going to happen. Are you faithful? Let me just ask you this. Are you faithful to Jesus? Do you believe the Word of God? Are you doubting God's Word? Are you questioning God's Word? The Bible is the infallible Word of God. You know, a lot of people say, well, man wrote the Bible. Yes, man wrote the Bible. But the Holy Spirit oversaw what they wrote. He told them what God wanted, wanted wrote, wrote down. God gave directions of what He wanted in the Bible and what to put in the Bible and what to tell us. Everything in the Bible is strictly truth and the Word of a loving God that loves us, that has given us the information. He has given us the warnings of what is going to happen to keep us from going through just what, I'm, what I've been talking about, the tribulation, going through all this stuff. He has warned us how to bypass the tribulation, how not to go through the tribulation, and how to enter heaven. How do you do that, Bill? Simply believing upon the Lord Jesus Christ, accepting Him as your Lord and Savior, walking with Him, following Him, believing in Him, worshiping Him, serving Him, loving Him. You know, 
One of the, some of the disciples asked Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? He said, to love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. You know, we're to love God with everything that is in us, to serve Him, to help others, to serve others, to tell others about God, about His great love. But you have to, in order to get to heaven, many times we said, you've got to believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Jesus Christ came. He died on that cross. He shed His blood for the forgiveness of your sins. And then on that third day, He arose. And now He sits at the right hand of God interceding for us in heaven. Can you truly believe that? If you can, and you believe it, and you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you're on your way to heaven. You will bypass this tribulation. You will go into rapture. And you will be with the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father God, for all eternity. And we're being warned about this. Please, take the warnings of God seriously. Believe them. Bypass them. And get eternal life in heaven. You know, if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, would you do that today? Would you bypass some of this stuff that is getting ready to happen? You know, they say the tribulation on this earth will be a time that the earth has never seen and we'll never see again. It's that bad. You don't want to go through it. Bypass it. Go to heaven and be with the Lord Jesus Christ. So if you've never accepted Jesus Christ, you would like to, knowing that you're not going to go through all this stuff, would you pray with me right now? Father, I know that I am a sinner. I have sin in my life. And Lord, I want to get rid of it. I'm asking you, Lord Jesus Christ, to forgive me of my sins, to come into my life, to be my Lord and to be my Savior. And Lord, I want to serve you the remaining days of my life. And Lord, and I want to be with you for all eternity in heaven. So I'm asking you to forgive my sins and to accept me as your child. See, that's how simple it is. Believe in your heart that God raised Christ from the dead. Confess it with your mouth and you shall be saved. If you've prayed this prayer, welcome home. That's what God's going to say. Welcome home. Welcome home, good and faithful servant. So in closing, let us just pray. Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for your word. I thank you for your warning. Lord, if we will listen to your voice, listen to your words, we can bypass all this terrible, terrible stuff that's going to happen upon this earth. And we shall be with you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for warning us. Thank you for telling us about what is going to happen and how to avoid it. God, thank you so much for your Son, Jesus Christ, and all that He has done to take away our sins. He took our sins upon Himself, and He suffered in our place on that cross. Lord, thank you for loving us that much. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for saving us. Thank you for being our Lord. So in closing, I will see you next week. God bless each and every one of you. Have a great day. And may the hedge of protection of God be all around you and your family and your loved ones. So until next week, God bless. We'll see you later.